Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number three, one, nine, three, nineteen. Thank you. Hello, Bastard Army. Hello. How are you doing? Thank you very, very much. I just want to say hello to all the new people that have started to listen. A lot of you, uh, I'm assuming that you got, uh, this show was recommended to you by your friends and thank you for sticking with me and thank you for the kind words and the retweets and the reblogs and the email. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, it's really nice to have you. And then uh, if you love the show as much as your friends love the show to recommend it to you, do me a favor, my friends, and tell someone that, you know, that you think would like this show. Let them know about this show. Put them on to the show and let's make the bastard army. That would be you. Let's make the bastard army as huge as possible. You know, because if the bastard army gets huge and gigantic, it will add to my power. Yes. And once my bastard army is large enough, I will not be able to be stopped. I will then take over the world and I will run things. And then under my foot, I will crush all those that oppose me and they will all parrot. What I meant was, it's just nice that people uh, listen to the podcast and I want to, you know, just tell other people for no particular reason. I definitely have no plans to you know, take over the world and crush people that oppose me because that that's weird and and weird. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't do that. (laughs) I'm going to have to edit this part out. (laughs) Folks, uh, I ran into somebody today that uh, I talked about. um, Remember I talked about before about the people that people that kind of owe you money or did bad things to you. Um, and they kind of try to act like everything is normal. They come up to you. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Or they'll wave to you or they'll drive by and they'll honk their horn and wave as if you're supposed to wave at them, even though the thing that you're mad about them for has not been resolved. Well, it's, it happened again. And I realized the reason that I don't have as many people around me as I used to is because I tend to be one of those people. If I tell you I'm going to do something, if I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, if I gave you my word that I'm going to do something, I am going to do it or at the very, very minimum, give my full uh, effort into getting it done. If it doesn't get done, it will be something that's outside of my control. It won't be because of lack of effort. It won't be because of lack of intention. It just won't be. And I can't stand having people around me that are different than that. I don't think that's a bad thing. If you can't trust people around you, what the hell good are they? And sometimes when you look around yourself, you look around you, you start to realize that there are several boxes that you put people in that you don't even realize you put them in. It just kind of happens over the course of time. But I kind of pay more attention and I kind of intentionally put people into boxes. I don't let the I don't let it happen over the course of time. I just assess what's going on. And I'm telling you know what I'm talking about. You have that box that you're actually standing in and inside of your that box that you're in. You have your family, your relatives, your siblings, all the family members that have been really good to you and great to you and incredible. Your mother, your father, you know, you have those people in that box because these are the people that are closest to you. Maybe your childhood friends that have been down with you since day one. They're great and incredible and double incredible and quadruple incredible and all of that crap. That's who's in the box with you. 
These are the people that, that whose word means something. When they tell you they're going to be someplace, they're there. When you need help, they're there. When you need something, they're there. And when they need something, you're there. That's box one. You're in that box. Yes, the best box, the box you're actually in. But there's another box, too, if you really, really think about it. Right. And this is a box. These are people that you enjoy their company. They've been to your house. You like them. You've been to their house. You know, their spouse, maybe their kids call your uncle, whatever your name is, or aunt, whatever your name is. You love these people. They're great to be around. But, you know, damn well, under no circumstances, no circumstances would you ever trust them in an emergency or dire situation. You know what I'm talking about. You have those friends. You got the guy or the gal that if you need a ride to the airport, you will call them and it's late at night and you call them because it's an emergency. Your car broke down or some weird crap happened like that. You really need to get on this plane. It's important to you. Everybody knows it's important to you. Call them up. Oh, what's going on, man? I was asleep. Yeah, sorry about that, man. Uh, my car effed up. I, I got to get to the airport, man. I, keep in mind, this is a, we're going to assume that Uber doesn't exist at this particular time. Okay, just calm down, you bastards. Don't sit there going, why did you just call an Uber? Well, if I use Uber in this particular situation, it would F up my story. So shut up, punks. In this thought experiment, Uber and Lyft don't exist yet, you bastards. And all the cabs that exist in the world blown up and they don't, they, they got, they all caught on fire. So shut up. The only way you can get to the airport is to call a friend back to what I was doing, you bastards. Anyway, <laughs> so you call the friend and, oh man, what's going on? Um, Oh, man, you woke me up. What's going on? Everything all right? Nah, man, I got to get to the airport. Man, my car broke down and, and all of that kind of stuff. Damn, dude, why don't you just get an Uber? Did you not just hear what I said in the podcast and this thought experiment? Look, just go along with the thing, man. Oh, this is one of those thought experiments where you're just trying to make a point and uh, we have to pretty much just suspend uh, our belief in the existence of things that actually exist, but you're just trying to make a point, so we're just going to go along with it. Exactly. So we're going to do this again. Just shut up. You're almost as bad as my bastard army, who I know was sitting there talking about. Why don't you just call an Uber? Shut up, punk. Let's start all over again. All right, I'm going to go back to sleep, and then you can call me again. Fantastic. Just just go along with it, you bastard. <clears throat> all right. Now. Hey, what's going on? Oh, man, you all right? I'm pretty sure that you, you wouldn't be calling because I know Ubers don't exist right now. Really? Just stick. Come on, man. I'm going to do this again. You're kind of effing up the whole thing. You're effing up the flow of my story, bro. You know, just I mean, I just told you that Ubers don't exist in this thought experiment and you just keep bringing up Uber. Shut up. Let me hang up the phone. Click. Hey, man, what's going on? And I'm not going to mention the Ubers this time. Damn, dude. Really? All right, we'll do this one. I, I, I'm, I'm doing this whole bit. Of, I'm doing this whole bit on the podcast about how you put people in different boxes because you can trust certain people in emergency situations and some other people you can't trust in emergency situations. And I'm telling my bastard army about you, somebody that I can trust in emergency situations. And quite frankly, you're effing up the thought experiment, man. I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to do this thing. Could you, could you just go along with me? I didn't know it was important. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hang up and call me back. Okay, no problem. Boop. Hey, man, what's going on? It's kind of late. What's going on? You all right? Yeah, man, my car effed up. I need a ride to the airport. Okay, look, I'm just going to throw in some stuff real quick, and I'm coming to get you. I'll be there in about 20 minutes. Cool. And that person will be there in 20 minutes or somewhere thereabouts. And what happens? You go downstairs. You get in the car with them. You have pleasant conversation because they're your friend. They drop you off at the airport. You high-five them. You offer them some bread. Of course, they don't take it. You go off to do your trip. Everything goes great. You come back. Everything's cool. You can trust that person. Boom. 
box one. That's a box one friend, damn it. And you want to be a box one friend to no matter no matter who you are. And you want to have all your closest friends be box one friends. But if there's a box one, there's a box two. And like I said, these are people that you like, you love them, you like them, you enjoy their company. Everything's great and cool and incredible. They're fun to be with. You know, if you tell them to bring the pizza to, for the party, they'll bring it bring the sodas, bring whatever. They'll do that. But do not under any circumstances trust this bastard in a crucial situation. Just don't do it. Oh, just don't. Hey man, what's going on? Ty, what's going on? Yo man, uh, do me a favor, man. My, my car blew up, man. I really, I really need your help, man. I need to, you know, I need to go to uh, the airport or something like that. Oh man, why don't you just call an Uber? Jeez, you too, dude. That's why you in the box too. I don't even know what box two yet because you haven't actually explained it in your podcast yet. Yeah, well, just know that you in box two. Just shut up. In, in this thought experiment, there are no Ubers, no cabs, and no lifts. Okay, I have to call. In the real world, first of all, I would, I would my car would not break down because it's very reliable. And even if it did, I would just use an Uber. But obviously, I'm trying to make a point. You're going to be in box three if you don't shut the hell up, okay? Just shut your mouth, punk, and just, just go along with what I'm doing. You're messing up my podcast, damn it. All right, sorry about that. Just call back. All right, dude. Gee, good God almighty. Oh, gee. All right, let's do this again. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, everything all right? Yeah, no, no, no. My car broke down. I need a ride to the airport. Uh, could you help me out? Oh, yeah, no problem, man. I'll be there and uh, let me throw some stuff on. I'll be there in about uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Okay, no problem. And this is uh, this is the other friend. The first friend, he said 20 minutes. His ass showed up in 20 minutes and he got you to the airport and everything was great. But this is a box two friend. And 20 minutes goes by. 25 minutes goes by. And you call him back. Hey, what's going on, man? Where, 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 where you at? Oh, yeah, I'll be there in a few minutes. I'll be there in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, man, right. I mean, we're cutting it kind of close, man. Don't worry, man. I mean, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. 30 minutes. 35 minutes. Your margin for error is slipping away. And he ain't here yet. He ain't here. If he shows up in the next five minutes, it'll be cutting it really close. But you're probably going to make it. He does not make it. You're calling back. Come on, man. What the hell happened? Oh, yeah. I'm on my way. You're on your way? Yeah, yeah. I had to do something. What? What? If you if you couldn't have done it, why didn't you just tell me? Well, I didn't want to disappoint you, but I, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to squeeze you in. No, dude. What you, 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 just tell me you can't do it now. And you wind up having to catch another plane, spending more money, or maybe even missing out on the opportunity because this bastard told you that he was going to be there and he's not there. Not a bad guy. Not a bad person, but you can't trust this punk ass in these situations. Then there's the box three friend, right? Now you don't, you don't trust this guy in, in, uh, in instant important situations like the box one friend, the box two friend can be in your house. The box three friend occasionally they get in your house but usually you kind of want to meet that bastard somewhere he's a hangout friend the kind of friend that knows you would you know him but you don't want him in your house you just don't want it right you don't even want to get in the car with him he's the kind of guy you laugh and joke with at the bar you might not even really remember. You kind of like you kind of know his last name and he kind of knows your last name. He knows it's S. Anthony, S. Anthony something. And I know it's Bill something, but you don't really know what his name. But you laugh and joke at the bar. You laugh and joke at the place. Right. 
and you see him do the kind of thing you, you, you he, he's hanging out with everybody and then everybody's got their girlfriends that he's got his girlfriend there and he's kind of flirty with other people's girlfriends and you're looking at the guy like what what, the, what? but it's not but he's just flirty enough where you kind of feel weird but not flirty enough where you want to walk over and drop kick his punk ass down the steps right and you're looking at the guy and I, and I have friends that have really, really hot girlfriends and wives and stuff. I don't flirt with them. I don't, I don't even think about them that way. It never occurred to me to do that. But this guy doesn't mind, right? He's the kind of guy when your girlfriend's walking to the bathroom, you're looking at your girlfriend's delicious, scrumptious buttocks and thinking about the wonderful things you want to enjoy doing with that woman and that delicious buttocks when you go home. And then you turn your head to get back into the conversation and you actually lock eyes with him, not because you locked eyes with him because he happens to be across from you. You realize the only reason you locked eyes with him is because he was looking at your girlfriend's ass as hard as you were looking at your girlfriend's ass. But you didn't catch him looking at your girlfriend's ass, but you knew he was looking at your girlfriend's ass and he kind of looks down, looks guilty. But you already know he put your girlfriend's ass in his memory bank, that bastard. That's the box three guy. Fun, you know, because you're having a great time. But he does these little things that don't let, he can't even get in the box two. He can't sniff box two. He doesn't even know there's a box two, that bastard. He damn sure ain't getting in box one. But you put everybody in boxes because of how they behave. How they behave. I put people in boxes immediately when I meet them because I know exactly what the deal is. I can read people. Because I expect people to be around me to tell me the truth, man. If you don't tell me the truth, the hell with you. Because you don't get a lot of truth in the world in general, now do you? Right? You turn on your television, is there any truth there? Hell no. Everything is lies. You turn on the internet, what's the same? The truth? Hell no. You can't even get, you don't even know what people look like on Instagram. With their freaking filters and crap. Come on with that crap. I... It's a stupid topic. It's a stupid idea to think about. It's it's very, very easy to, to make fun of those things. But you just want the truth, don't you? They tell you the truth when it comes to your medicines. And a lot of times what happens is you're looking at these really nice visuals. And then the truth about, you know, what the medicine may do to you is very, very quickly said underneath. You watch a political commercial and now people go, I Frank Johnson and I approve this message. I just like to have people around me that tell me the truth. You don't have to worry about whether it's going to hurt my feelings or not. I'm a big boy. Now, why did I bring that up? As I was about to record this, I was watching television and the movie came on. It was like an old time movie. And as I was putting the equipment up, I was watching. I think it's, it's called Carmen Jones. It has the delicious Dorothy Dandridge in the movie. And I think it plays the love interest. And it's one of those movies where, you know, this guy meets this ridiculously scorching hot woman and he's all up on and she's all up on him and everything's great. But as it turns out, he's not really going anywhere. He's he's running from the law or he's running from some MPs and she has to hide away with him because he can't go out. 
right? And she doesn't like it. She's the kind of lady that likes to go out and have a good time. And then she starts hanging out with people and she starts seeing a little bit of the good life, not being held up, but that jackass, but going out and meet the good life. And she realizes she's an incredibly delicious and scrumptious and an incredible woman. And she can pretty much have any guy she wants. And she's going, why should I settle for this punk who can't even walk out of the room when I can go and just jump on top of dudes that have money or find a guy and have great time and drinking and laugh, laughing. And he's going crazy. He's jealous of Carmen Jones, the woman in this movie. He's jealous. He knows she's going out to see other dudes. She's all dialed up and sexed up and looking all yummy and delicious and scrumptious and incredible and quadruple incredible, looking all perfect with her pre Halle Berry looking ass. And she's walking out there and she's and he's like, where are you going? I don't like a man to tie me down. And he's, you know, and, and it's like those old movies where they all sing stuff all the time. You know, whenever there's a dramatic moment, they got to sing. Mm, Carmen, where are you going? You know that I love you. God damn it. Why are you going out with a dress like that? Are you going to see other dudes? I'm definitely not going to see other dudes. I'm just going to dress like this because for no particular reason. I'm definitely not putting all this perfume and making my perfect body look even more perfect for other dudes to bang me. And um, ironically, that was the actual lyrics to the music and to the songs. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I watched that and it was really weird because at the end of the movie, he actually chokes her to death. And I mean, obviously, I'd never do that. But I've been in a situation where I was with a scorching hot woman. I was a young guy. I was in my, I think it was 19, 20, 21, somewhere around there. And she was in her mid to late uh, 20s. Obviously more mature than I am, well, am, well, was at the time. And I'm thinking I got a girlfriend and everything's great. And we're walking hand to hand and hand sometimes downtown and everything's great. And we're having a great time. We go back to our place and boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy. And she's telling me I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm incredible and quadruple incredible and all of that crap. And I'm thinking she's telling me the truth, but she's not telling me the truth and you know how much i don't like people around me as i've already explained that don't tell me the truth and you know i like to put people in boxes and all of a sudden the same woman who was holding my hand and telling me i was incredible and double incredible and quadruple incredible and all of that crap all of a sudden we're not getting it on as much as we used to oh and she used to call me after my gigs to make sure I got home safely. And then I got into the habit of calling her to make sure she got home safely. And all of a sudden, she didn't call me to see if I got home safely anymore. And when I called her to see if she got home safely, all of a sudden, she wasn't answering the phone. Oh, no. Now I'm thinking, well, maybe it's kind of stupid to call another adult to see if they got home safely. Maybe she just got out of the habit of it. There's nothing going on. What am I talking about? So I'm, I'm, you know, but I still called her and then she never answered. And then when she did answer, sometimes she was annoyed. Hmm. Didn't think much of it. Not a problem. Right. You ever go over to your girlfriend's house or the person you think your girlfriend's house, not because you're spying on them, because you want to do something that you think is romantic and nice and double incredible and all of that crap. And you think that they're going to be doing something at home and working on some paperwork and doing some double paperwork and all of that crap. And you figure you're going to slide by over there, give her some roses, give her a peck on the cheek, tell her that she's the greatest thing since sliced bread and then go about your business. You're not spying on her. You're trying to be a good boyfriend. So you go over there with the roses and all of a sudden you see her and she's all dull 
wound up and I'm needing you going wait a second. She told me that she was going to be doing some paperwork and quadruple paperwork and all of that crap and the paperwork was killing her and double killing her and all of a sudden she's wearing the kind of stuff she used to wear when she used to come to see you when she was trying to get your attention when she was trying to get you to come back to her house and take her to Bang City. Wait a second. But you rationalize it to yourself. You're going, you know what? Maybe she really was doing paperwork. Maybe the paperwork was double killing her and quadruple killing her. And her friends called her up and said, listen, girl, you've been working so hard. You need to just unwind. Why don't you just come out with us and we're going to go have some drinks. So I will go about my business and figure that's got to be what it is. That's not what it was. She could have told me the truth. She could have told me she wasn't in box one. She could have told me she wasn't in box two. She could have told me she was actually in box four because she wasn't even in box three. In the movie, Carmen just basically played this guy like a sucker, got all dialed up right in front of him, basically flaunted the fact that she was going out with another dude right in this guy's face, knowing it was killing him, knowing she could at least just cut this punk off and told him it wasn't working and got away from him and never came back. But she kept coming back to rub it in his face. And this lady, when I catch up to her and I say hey what's going on I came over to drop you some flowers and I was about to give you the flowers and you just pulled off with your girlfriends uh, you're spying on me you bastard <laughs> I wasn't spying on her in fact I gave her the benefit of the doubt I wasn't even upset about it I gave those flowers to somebody else not because I was mad but because I could you know I'm gonna do leave them on the porch it was cold outside those flowers have been dead when she came back she didn't tell me the truth and she was in box four what is box four that's people that are around you that you really can't trust and you shouldn't have them in your life at all. Box four is basically like the recycle bin on your computer. You kind of just the stuff that's not working, the stuff that you messed up, the stuff that you don't really want in the first place because you shouldn't have it in the first place. You kind of shuffle it off into the recycle bin. Box four is a recycle bin. And she should have been in a recycle bin. And as it turns out, she had already put my punk ass in the recycle bin, but she didn't tell me the truth. She kept me around just in case the rich Wall Street guy she decided she wanted to start getting it on with. She kept me around just in case that didn't work out. Work out. As young me, older me would have picked up on it immediately. Young me didn't didn't pick up on it. Didn't know what box she was in. Right. And what would she do when she'd get mad at him? She'd come over and jump on top of me. Or when she was, she saw I was about to just, I was getting fed up and I was about to just step off. She'd jump on top of me a couple of times. And when you're a 20 year old guy in a smoke and a 28 year old jumps on top of you, all is forgiven. At the end of the movie, he choked Carmen Jones to death. At the end of my movie, I just told her, you know what? I'm not what you want. Obviously, you like me, but you want to be with this this Wall Street guy. You want to be with this rich guy. And it is what it is. All you had to do was tell me that it wasn't working and I would have gone on about my business. All you had to do was to tell me the truth. Right. Because you've been there before, haven't you? When you're with somebody and you realize maybe you're not tall enough, maybe you're not pretty enough, maybe you're not rich enough, maybe you're not funny enough, maybe you're not charming enough. And as it turns out in this particular situation, I, for her, wasn't anybody but me enough for this particular lady. (laughs) 
it's important to have the truth, my friends. It's important to have the truth. So what box do I put the bastard army in? Hmm? Well, my friends, you have a special box. It's a box inside of box one because you guys have not failed me yet. You guys have been very, very cool with me over the past four years. So technically, you're in a bastard army box inside of box one because why? Every week, you're right back here listening to this podcast. Every week, you retweet, you reblog, you re-Facebook, you mention me on uh, social media, you write me kind words and kind letters, you, you make suggestions. And I've grown to trust you bastards over the course of time. So you guys are in box one, bastard army. You guys are in box one. And that's the truth. Segment over. All right, folks, before we even finish up the show, before we continue with the final segment of the show, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, you do great stuff for us. You know, you carried us, you know, some of you, some of you breastfed us. But even if you didn't breastfeed us, you fed us. I don't care whether it came from your chest or from a bottle. You gave us sustenance. You protected us when we were young and you were always there when we needed you. So just want to say that we love you. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You're the greatest thing in the world. And a special shout out to everybody in the supermarket this morning, buying your Mother's Day presents and buying your Mother's Day flowers on actual Mother's Day. I just want to say one thing. You people make me sick. If I was your mom, I would, as soon as you hand me those flowers and I look at the bottom of the flowers and it has a tag from the supermarket down the street from our house, I hope your mom pimp slaps the crap out of every last one of you. Gonna run off and buy some generic hearts and stupid bears and crap for your mother. You mean to tell me you've known your mother your entire life, which is pretty much how it has to work, and you can't think of anything unique to get your mother? Okay, if you get your mother some flowers, at least get her some good flowers. It ain't like It's not like you didn't know Mother's Day was coming up, you chumps. Go out and buy her some real flowers. I'm at the supermarket, and I'm watching this jackass getting some flowers for his mother and then he's talking to the guy next to him and he even knows that's not the type of flower that is flowers that his mom wants but he gets it anyway what okay how about your mother decided 25 years ago when you were a baby that you didn't she didn't feel like letting you drink from the bottle because the bottle was across the room hey you know there's some milk in the bottle but hey i'll just get some of this yeah I'll, I'll get some of this other crap that i know the kid doesn't like and i'll cram it down his throat because i'm a insensitive piece of crap nah you know what your mother likes you know what when mother's day's coming up Go get that crap and give it to her. It's the least she can do. She carried you in her body for nine months. Are you kidding me? You were sitting in there nice and warm, eating through your gut. And then this woman squeezes you out and it takes her six weeks to heal up from you getting squeezed out of her body. Right? 
It probably takes her about a year to really fully recover from the damage your punk ass did to her body. Right. And even even your dad, your dad sitting there. He can't get it on with his woman for six weeks or at least that amount of time because of you. And I'm not even going to talk about how much your your dad's looking at you like I love my baby. But damn it, I want to get it on with my wife because I love her and I can't do nothing. And then she's sitting there breastfeeding you and her breasts are even bigger and you see it and they normally are and you sitting there hogging both boobs and he's looking at you like I ought to kick your little punk ass down the steps and your mother's looking at her husband and she, she wants to get it on with him and he wants to do stuff to play with her boobies and she can't because you will put your rotten little mouth on him so she, he can't do nothing with him and she wants him to do something with him but basically kid just shut up and go get your mother something good for mother's day you little ingrate bastard you know and that little rant i just went on about that i probably shouldn't have said it out loud because both of those guys overheard me and they beat me down in the parking lot Sometimes you got to keep thoughts in your head so two dudes in their mid-twenties don't rough you up. Just kidding. I beat their asses. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I did. I, I actually thought that but did not say that because they, they could have easily kicked my ass because there was two of them. Basically, what I actually said to these two losers was, hey, got your Mother's Day thing. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, I got my Mother's Day stuff, man. You know what I mean? Ha <laughs> ha. It's like, OK, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you got to take care of moms. But yeah, you got to take care of moms. And as soon as they walked out, I thought you two and great bastards going to get your mom lame ass gifts. Oh, the, I just, they were actually good looking kids. I bet their mom probably looks kind of good. Maybe, you know, should have said, hey, man, y'all, y'all, y'all some nice looking young man, you know, uh, you got a picture of your mother? Yeah, I got a picture of your mom. Here's my mom. Damn, that's your mother? Good God. Uh, what's her address? I'm about to give her a gift too. The gift of loving. <laughs> okay, I actually did say that. And they said, would you just plot on banging my, our mother on Mother's Day? Damn it. And then they took me into the, they, they, they chased me out into the parking lot and beat me down. Okay, that did not happen. I went out to the parking lot and beat them down and then went over to their, their mom's house and then and, and took her down. You understand? <laughs> None of that happened. I, I actually just kept the thought into my head. Why am I ruining my Mother's Day message? Let me just get all of that filth out of the Mother's Day message and just say, Mother's. You're the greatest thing in the world. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for all the crap you do for us that we don't deserve. We love you. You're the best thing in the world. We love you. You're the greatest. You're the most incredible things in the world. You bring life into the world. You're the greatest. Enjoy your day. Segment over. You know what, guys? I want to tell you something right now. I love my friends, but they're a bunch of haters. With their hating asses. And my friends, I know you're listening to this podcast because you love me and you enjoy the podcast and you're listening to it to support me. And you know who I'm talking about with your hating asses. <laughs> now, why do I say this? Uh, the first thing is uh, I I'm getting the distinct feeling that there's someone in the neighborhood close to my neighborhood that drives the same type of car that I drive. But people don't like that guy. Right. I'm used to people treat me really good because I treat people very, very good and people treat me good. So usually when I show up to, pe to places, people are pretty nice to me. But when I'm driving through that particular neighborhood, I could see people looking at it like, look at that rotten son of a you dirty. Ooh. Right. 
And I'm thinking something's wrong and I get out of the car and then they realize that it's not the person that they think it was. And I can see their faces soft and like, oh, I thought it was that person that we hate who drives the same car. But this is some other dude. But that other guy, I hate him. This dude, I don't know him. But that other guy, I hate him. And I'm wondering, since this neighborhood is so close to my neighborhood, if that guy who everybody can't stand, obviously, who drives the same car that I'm driving, is driving through my neighborhood with everybody waving at him, thinking that it's me. Hmm? I wonder if he's getting some of the S. Anthony perks of my extreme likability. And yes, I'm extremely likable. How do I know I'm extremely likable? Because I'm extremely likable. You bastards all like me. Come on now. You wouldn't be listening to this crap for four years, you bastards. But my friends, my personal friends who know me with show hating asses, I know you can't stand the fact that every place that I go near where I live, everybody treats me like Norm from Cheers. And for the third of my audience that's very, very young, Cheers is a popular sitcom from the 80s that ran on NBC for 11 years. The character Norm tended to walk into the Cheers bar, and because he was very popular and beloved in the bar, every woman go, Norm, when he walked in. So when I say norm from cheers that's what i'm referencing okay and i get norm from cheers damn near every place that i go and because they tend to come and hang out near where i am it drives them nuts when i get norm from cheers action and i love watching their punk ass faces when they realize i'm getting all that love and their punk asses aren't the other thing I loved the most is when I started to hang out with them in their neighborhoods, I started to frequent the stores and shops and the other places there. So then when I go to their neighborhood, I get the norm from Cheers reaction in their neighborhood. And that really drives them nuts. I walk into a place. Hey, yo, it's after what's up? None of them gets that when they walk in, but I get it. <laughs> And I watch their faces and they be, I can hear them under the breath. Man, you ain't shit. Shut up, man. You ain't, man, you just, you just, you just hype because these people saying your name out loud, man. Shut up, punk. And I'm looking at them like, don't hate jackasses. Don't hate. Don't hate. One of my favorite things, a couple of things happened when, which was just awesome. I love, cause my friends, as I, as I told you, are championship, world championship, uh, gold medal ball breakers and tease champions. So if you do something dopey and they get an opportunity to work you over verbally, it's going down. So they're, they're, they're working me over about something. And I'm working them over about something. Not a big deal. And we pull up to a gas station late at night and it's a gas station near where I live. And the person that's behind the counter, it's like I said, it's late at night. They have a shop inside the, the uh we can buy sodas and things of that nature. But apparently this person just didn't feel like dealing with that. So they turned the lights out in the actual shop. Because I guess he, he felt, I guess he felt it was uh, dangerous or he, like I said, he just didn't want to deal with a, bu- with a bunch of people rolling through a store at nighttime and probably doesn't make that much money at night. And he's probably thinking, look, I don't make that much money at this time of night anyway. So I might as well just, you know, shut the store down and just go by the window and sell gas. And, you know, it is what it is. So we pull up and I'm sitting in the back seat and these idiots get out and they want to buy some sodas and some chips and they walk up to the door and the door is locked and the lights are out and they start walking back towards the car. And, uh, <laughs> oh man, damn thing. I can't believe they shut the thing down, man. This is, come on, man. You want to make money? This is ridiculous, man. Complaining. And I'm looking out the window and I'm thinking, I'm waiting for my Doritos and my soda to come back and I'm going, oh, I guess it's closed. Right? Now, we're in the full view of 
well, a gas station attendant. I get out of the car and I'm just getting out of the car because I've been, we've been sitting in the car for a long period of time. I get out of the car. The gas station attendant sees me and goes through the gas pump. He's actually speaking through the gas pump and uh, they can actually do that. And I didn't know I didn't. It never happened before. I didn't. You know, it's kind of weird to hear this voice shoot out of the gas pump. Yes. Is that you? Hey, what's going on, man? Well, did you want to buy something? Yeah. Okay. Lights come on, door unlocks. <laughs> and, they, and at this time, they're still walking towards the car and they don't realize what happened. And I start laughing. And they're looking at me and they think I'm laughing because they went to the store and couldn't get anything. But I point and they turn around and see that the lights are on and that the guy's opening the door. And they don't realize that the guy's doing that because I'm there. They just figure that the guy maybe was in the bathroom or something. Like, oh, he must have been in the bathroom or something. And they walk back in. When I walk back in with him, and I know exactly what he's going to say. So we're walking in, and the guy goes, hey, ah, we're not open for anyone but you, S. These are your friends, right? Yep. Okay, if you're friends of his, you're friends of mine. And he locks the door behind them. And they're all looking at me like, don't even, don't say shit. Don't say anything. Don't. And I'm looking at him smugly like, yeah, yeah, it's right, you bastards. And they're looking at me like, just don't, just shut up. Just shut your punk mouth. They didn't say anything, but their faces were saying, shut up, punk. We know you're going to, we know you're just smiling at us because you think you some stuff, you punk. Shut up, punk. We get back in the car and the lights go back out and the door is locked. And I don't mention it at all. But they none of them could break my they wanted to break my stone so bad. But this was one of those situations where they couldn't break my stones because they had to acknowledge my juice. You're damn right. Next day comes, you go to a supermarket and it's one of those supermarkets where you now sometimes you go to a supermarket and not only do they sell the food and things that you would normally expect the supermarket to sell. They also sell household products and things of that nature, you know, blenders, food processors and things of that nature. And my friend wanted one of the food processors, but he didn't want to get out of line. And he goes, man, I'm not getting out of this long ass line to get that food processor. I mean, I want that thing bad, but I'm not getting out of line. I don't feel like the last time I got out of line to this place, it turned into this big thing. The lady behind me was mad at me, thought I was trying to cut in line, became a big, I ain't got time for that, man. I, you know, I just get it. You know, I see, and um, I walked out, of, I walked over and I saw, he saw me talking to a guy and I walked to the guy and I pointed in the direction and um <laughs> in the direction of the of the of the items and i get back in line and i'm smirking at him and he goes what and i go nah you're probably right you don't need to you don't need to go through that man let's just get out of here we go through we get up to the counter we pay for our crap we go out and now we're later on that day i said you know what let's go back and get that food processor man you know that thing is sold out that thing is just not there it's gone there's no way in the world i mean the people were taking them man. that's why i didn't want to wait i knew it was a waste of time i said no let's just let's take a look he walked back into the store he let him go in first he looks over to the place where the food processors were and of course there were no food processors there see i told you this is a complete waste of time i look over at the cash register lady she smiles hi ass Hey, what's going on, babe? Then she grabs the microphone. Chuck, S is here. S is here. And he goes, and the guy looks at me like, what the? What are they announcing you when they come in the supermarkets? What are you, the prince of England or something? Get out of here, man. What is this boo, man? The manager of the place walks out holding the food processor that he wanted. Comes up to me, hands it to me, goes, here you go, S. Here's that food processor, uh, 
Yeah, and I, 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 already, I already set it up so you can get the sale price too, okay? Thanks, man. Then I handed it to my friends, and they looked at me like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> and I start laughing and walk out the store. He gets his food processed. He gets in the car, and he's sitting there, and he's like, he's looking at me in the rearview mirror like, don't say, sh- don't say shit. Shut up. Don't say stuff. No, just shut up. It was incredible. It was great. My hating ass friends. I love rubbing it in their faces. Even to this day, I can walk into that store and the same thing will happen. It's one of the few times my hating ass friends don't have the balls to try to break my stones. Why? Because a man like me with my kind of power, I can use my incredible power to get a manager at a supermarket to hold something for you when he wouldn't hold something for other people. And I can get my small friend to open up a gas station when he don't want to open up a gas station for people. Now, granted, you're thinking that's not really that big of a deal, right? It's not like you're some big deal where you can shut down a park for yourself and you, 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 that's nothing. Well, I would have to say to you, shut up. You ain't nothing but another one of hating, uh, hating like my hating ass friends. Just acknowledge my incredible power. Yes. If you need to get a blender at that place at the discount price, even though it has the full price on there. You got to come through me, punk. Yeah. Understand the kind of power that I have. Don't hate like my friends. Celebrate my greatness. Yeah. Haters. (laughs) Segment over. Alrighty, folks. Alrighty. This has been episode number 319 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping back and being the cool bastards that you are. Uh, folks, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. This podcast is every damn where. It's on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and the home base is Podbean. For those of you that don't know the email address, and I know I'm going to get email from you going, of course we know the email address. We're writing to you. Well, there's always new people listening. Okay. And don't give me a hard time, you bastards. The email address is talk to Anthony at gmail.com. It's the only email I got. So please use it. T-A-L-K-T-O-S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at gmail.com. Uh, the social media for me, I'm on two places in Twitter for me specifically. It's at S. Anthony Thomas for the podcast. It's at S. Anthony says uh, there's a page on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go into the search box and search S. Anthony says you will see my uh, verified page is a blue check mark verifying that it's my page. And I'm also on Instagram at, at S. Anthony Thomas. Folks, it's been a pleasure talking to you bastards every week. I love it very, very much talking to you. Once again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We love you. Thank you for everything that you do. And to the Bastard Army, thank you very much for everything that you do for me. I appreciate the kind words and all of the kind of stuff that you do. We will talk again next week with episode 320. I want to say much love to every last one of the Bastard Army in whatever country you're listening uh, to this in. And I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you. And I'm going to do it on the count of three. And I want you to do it with me. Are you ready? Cool. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.